0: On this episode, on this episode of, Japan of Japan 2.0. I think like at times they reinterpret. Like I think Boogie Back is a song that couldn't be as successful in the States. Like it's such a strange sound. It's like a ballady, goofy hip hop. Like, yeah, some, something about that song just wouldn't make it anywhere else.
1: My inspiration and my energy Everything up to this point, this place has led me Yeah, there's a place that's better But fascination can't go on forever So real, like a faded meeting With a brand new new shape from beginning two, 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 point, point,
0: point,
1: point, oh,
2: oh. Well, hello, and welcome to Japan 2.0 A podcast about Japanese subculture And all sorts of odds and ends and right. uh Japanese culture japanese subculture Japanese music
0: and of course yeah Japanese subculture you can't uh think of that without music and, and this course. is our first uh music kind of review overview episode right we've always music's a big theme to our show we've done playlists we talk about concerts but we're like done like an album or like a musician breakdown for one whole episode have we
2: no I think we've talked about it in the past and i I think we've even talked about it on the um On the podcast but we haven't done it because i think you know you and i probably have we have a different musical taste at times and we we have a lot of crossover a lot of similar taste in japanese music especially Mm. but um you know finding an album that makes sense for both of us to you know have an opinion on and talk you have enough to talk about you know it's kind of it's kind of hard I mean, I think there are a number of albums we could probably do, but uh, when we mentioned this one, when you mentioned this one, I was like, "Yeah, we definitely got to talk about this." This is mm. one of those classic albums that both you and I think are very fond of.
0: I think there's a lot we could do, but because like, even if I'm not crazy about it, you're not crazy about it. I think it, you just go through and like listen to it, and like again, one person might be a much bigger fan and know some background knowledge, but the other person can kind of like react to it, you know, which is a big yeah. thing, big thing these days. So I think. If, if the audience likes it there's a lot of potential but again i don't know it's kind of random right choosing the album from 1995 that like <laughs> yeah is it i don't 15 know how years many years old i don't know how many people are gonna be like yeah that's great yeah i don't know we'll, we'll see but it's uh one that i'm excited by and uh the, the group we'll be talking about today is Shada La pa
2: and um you say it you say it so perfectly every time um, took, took some I, pra- I can't say it. I can't take some practice. And yeah,
0: I'm sure to a native speaker, I'm probably not even right. I, and I have no idea what that means or why, why, why they're called that.
2: Do you? Yeah, it's it's a very interesting name. Um, it sounds no, nons-
0: nonsensical a bit.
2: I don't know. I, I think we've had our friend Akira explain it to us before. Mm but i don't remember what his explanation was or if he was like yeah it's just nonsensical yeah (laughs) it actually seems like something he would say like it's just nonsense
0: (laughs) yeah i definitely don't think it's um any kind of deep meaning or anything like that they're not totally that, that kind of group but um yeah yeah so we're gonna go over them and this album in particular fifth wheel of the coach which is their fifth album um this really reminds me of my first kind of year here and definitely like right when you arrived to japan mm-hmm. i guess i was listening to it a lot then and that was you know probably the most exciting time about record collecting and stuff and it was definitely always one of the holy grails for me like finding the album you see it up occasionally on the wall at a record shop you know and the price is always around uh closely each, each amount or under you know and um it just seemed like uh one day you know kind of thing
2: yeah i remember you and i um talking about them early on and then uh you sending me a bunch of like rips that you had done of some of the the albums that you had had yeah. and then i remember you asking me to like if i ever saw like S.D.P. albums you know, to to let you know it. And I, I distinctly remember being in this dangerous place. I think it's called Wild Wild Thing in Motomachi. In Kobe, yeah. And there's, like, piles of records. It's called a Wild Honey
0: Pie, isn't it?
2: Wild Honey Pie, <laughs> yeah. that's right. And yeah. it's, like, piles of records where, like... If there's an earthquake, you're dead. Like mm-hmm. I mean, it's towers of records and stuff. And I remember calling you from there, saying, "Hey, I found all these." <laughs> you know, I kept finding SDP records and and uh, calling you to see if you wanted to pick them up. And um, yeah, I I don't I don't, I think I it wasn't this record. I think you got this record on your own. But did you I get think Game we Boys together. from there? I think you might have got Game Boys from there. Yeah, I got Game Boys, and I think I bought my copy of um sdp G- gaiden mm, their first there. their first album yeah oh man from that's a legendary too.
0: shop I'm pretty sure that shop has moved uh sad mm. that I thought it closed and then I've never actually seen the new location but yeah. uh, Chris told me that yeah they're just they moved they're not in the uh, what's it called multiple town anymore
2: oh maybe it's yeah. safer yeah it's definitely safer but it,
0: that was such an iconic shop like an oh, infamous yeah. you know Japanese insane record shop that
2: couldn't be anywhere else you know no, no, and you so, could find like hidden a lot of hidden gems because there was just so many piles of records like nobody yeah. had the guts to go through them all yeah
0: we're not exaggerating we say like literal just stacks like it's like a hoarder's hoarder's house or something you yeah. know and it's under the train track you're just hearing like the place rumble oh, and yeah, Matt would always talk about earthquake nightmare
2: yeah, you know it was a it, but it, a crate digger's dream yeah but you're right it was one of those iconic places that you just it really had to was see to believe, yeah, yeah. under the
0: radar like an inside seek. anyone who knows it lay a last and i talk <laughs> about it so anyway uh i remember distinctly finding this album it was in kyoto i don't remember the name of the place it's on the second floor and one of the shoten guy there you, you took me there and mm-hmm. uh yeah I, I remember finding the one the one that i bought there and i was so happy And then when I got home, it's, like, one of the very rare records I've ever bought that has, like, it's pretty bad condition. Um, It's a clear album, so it's hard to see scratches on clear albums. Yeah. So uh, I didn't know. Yeah, I looked at it. It looked good. And um, I just, it was a good price. I was going to buy it no matter what. You know, it's a hard thing to find. So I didn't need to listen to it, I thought. But, yeah, when I got home... Uh, I was
2: so sad, but I remember like you you showing me and because uh, we were really excited that you got this this record and mm. I, I do I remember correctly? Were there like cigarette burns on it or like cigarette ash uh, something? this one does because that happens sometimes. that when was you buy um, Japanese records.
0: I, I think you might be thinking I was with you in Kyoto years after this and I bought a uh, oh man, I feel horrible Toots in the May Uh oh, yeah, a cl- yeah. classic cl- classic album from him that I've been looking for for a good price, too. And that one had a cigarette um, burn through through it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, huge, the biggest wobble yeah, I've ever bought. But it's imagine, that one plays fine. It sounds great, actually. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it, anyway, yeah, so I was so sad. I tried all these techniques to clean it. I bought, like, these spray-on cleaners and stuff. I think it might have even made it worse. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a good, good memory. And uh, But, yeah, th- so this album, I just... I remember my my unitableist uh setup in my tatami room in the tatami <laughs> closet. I literally had it on the bottom. I used to like almost kind of climb. Do you remember that setup I had? yeah, yeah, and you kind of like climb into the closet almost and there's just one little Bluetooth speaker in there and uh a very uh, r- romantic kind of memory for me like it wasn't great at the time, but looking back on it, it seems awesome, and I just remember just playing this record like crazy and uh yeah it was, it was such a good time, so yeah, I have a really strong memory connection to it. I used to listen to it. Not the album when I was in high school, but a couple songs I found and I didn't know, you know, Napster and sound I don't know, what was it called? Soul Seek, if you know what Soul Seek is. And um yeah, I just heard songs here and there. And even when I bought this album six years ago, seven years ago, it wasn't online, like that I can find easily. It wasn't on iTunes at the time. It wasn't on YouTube. You could find a song here or a song there. But yeah, you know, I'm a big album guy and every song I would ever find of it, um, was good and so i was like oh man there's got to be like three or four songs i'm not finding you know they're gonna be really great too so yeah to me it was just awesome there's there's definitely a time not too far ago where a lot of japanese music just wasn't digitized yeah five six just five six years ago i was in the last five years almost a lot of stuff's getting on spotify and apple music but five six years ago it wasn't there so these guys are huge huge you know, arguably the biggest hip-hop group that come out of japan um and they weren't on like any of the services so yeah getting this album was huge it's the only way i, I could listen to it i oh yeah, you could buy a cd you could buy a cd yeah
2: is this album on spotify because have is, iTunes it is music now. it's not on itunes music. oh there you go yeah, yeah.
0: so I, I think only a year or two ago it came to spotify
2: yeah, their um, their album before, which is called the fancy something, the fancy Wild
0: Fancy Alliance.
2: Wild Fancy Alliance, of yes, course. thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, that album that album's on there, and I listened to that today too. Okay. In preparation of this this um, podcast, and mm. yeah, it gave me. It's interesting to go back to their works because I feel like they're they're always. Well, pretty consistent like their style didn't change very much mm. they they began in i think 1988 or yep is when they got together and started rapping and then i think in the early 90s is when um sdp Guiden came out
0: yeah with oh, that, that uh, boogie one... back
2: which is like their biggest song
0: that one was right before this one I- i'm pretty sure i think wild fantasy alliance is number three and then gaiden's four and this is five are sure about that i feel yeah, like guidance Ga- t-
2: t- t- is guiding means like first so yeah it's like not, of the original
0: that, i think that's their style <laughs> mm. yeah it's not the
2: one with boogie back right yeah
0: yeah boogie back came out so all fancy lions in 93 mm-hmm. guidance 94 and this is 95 so they're putting out album out every year at that time
2: oh okay yeah
0: because what they said with this album was like boogie back was like this massive kind of pop hit mm-hmm. um and they like that and all, but they're kind of worried that like that's what they're gonna be seen as. So they tried to make a real hip hop head album, like underground album, with this as like a response to the success of Boogie Back.
2: Oh, uh, so that means that they were on um, the album. They were on a song called uh, Long Island Wildin. Yes, from on um, Boogie, on Lost Souls. Yeah, Balloon State of Mind. And um, I think that was '93. Was Balloon State in '93? That sounds right. Now that I'm a, i am I mean, I read up on this before. So yeah, yeah, that sounds I'd be, right. I'd be surprised that they they actually met with like De La Soul because I, this album, Fifth Wheel to the Coach, sounds very much like a Native Tongues. Yeah, like they were very inspired by the Native Tongues crews you know, out of New York. And I think that uh, it would surprise me because. Um, boogie back doesn't sound doesn't uh, boogie backs a throwback, like I mean that whole Scott Adubato guidance is very much like a almost eighties hip hop. I like, agree. Record, yeah, you know? I mean there's
0: one song on there. It's like it's a nine minute long Sugar Hill Gang like total rip off. There's a lot of Sugar <laughs> Hill Gang rip offs on that album. Um,
2: <laughs> do, 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 yeah, that's right. Do,
0: do, do, do. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, this this is a big, big, big change. Yeah, and I don't know why um, De La Soul would work with them. I mean, I like their earlier stuff, but it's pretty cheesy and weird. I, I guess De La Soul, you know, taking chances. But I mean, that song in itself, the the one that they recorded together, isn't like a real, real. It's kind of a comedy sketch song, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still that was huge. I'm sure at, at the time in Japan to get on a De La Soul album, no yeah, matter yeah. no
2: matter if it's a skit or not, you know yeah it's great i loved it I, I mean that's where i first heard of them i was in fat beats in Lo- in melrose in los angeles yep and um yeah and they were playing that and i i was just cracking up while they were playing it. i was like what is this <laughs> mr Chop from the beat junkies was in there spinning so so you hit on, yeah. you hit on something i think is important which like
0: i think for me one of the questions that shot out our power is like how original are they and do, does it matter like um i think they are maybe just interpreting things that are happening in particularly i think like east coast hip-hop in the states and early on at least and then just kind of reinterpreting that into japan it almost feels is, is it too much i guess is what i'm asking like do they imitate too much you know
2: yeah i mean you can make that argument for almost anybody right yeah. i think that there there are some some There is some hip hop here in Japan that's kind of uniquely Japanese hip hop. And I would say that uh, this guy, Olive Oil, Mm -hmm. um, his production is very unique. It's not like anybody. It's not really like anybody else. I know um, Five, is it Five Slack or Five Lack? I don't know how to pronounce his name, but Five L A C K. It looks like Slack when it's spelled out. Yeah, like Slack. Um, That guy, and he's done stuff for a Wednesday Campanella you Mm -hmm. know, and he's part of that kind of, that kind of crew. Those guys are very unique. They don't sound like, like a lot of people. They don't sound like Dilla. They don't sound New York. They don't sound anything. Uh, Scott out par is very much in lines with, I mean, they've been around for so long. They were just imitating what they heard, right. Yeah. From the, from the States. But, um, yeah, it is an imitation of, of what they were doing. Mm -hmm. However, as far as imitations go, it's an imitation done really well. Yeah,
0: and I think like at times they reinterpret. Like I think Boogie Back is a song that couldn't be as successful in the states. Like no, no, it's no. such a strange sound. <laughs> it's like a ballady, goofy hip hop. Like yeah, yeah. Some, something about that song just I, wouldn't make it anywhere else. But it's I great. mean, at
2: the time there was the West Coast guys Warren G. You know comes mm. to mind where he was singing and then he was also rapping. But but um, but it's not the same. it sounds
0: this sounds all right here's boogie back the equivalent the western equivalent to boogie back is biz marquee you're just a friend (laughs) (laughs) the singing part is almost (laughs) like that right it sounds like a drunk like a drunk person
2: singing yeah but uh, it had had, um what's his name ozawa kenji Uh, yeah from uh uh, guitar yeah and so, so i got mean that connection what, there yeah, that was a huge that was a huge get like i mean he was a huge star at the time yeah so it's i i could see the comparison to the Bismarcky song but this song is like more of an anthem and less of a parody you right know? but it comes off that way in sound but
0: but yeah i I mean i love them i'm just trying to think objectively or or critically like what people would say about them i used to always call them i didn't i couldn't pronounce their name so i just called them yeah i like this group the japanese beastie boys because they are such a beastie boys i don't know like they they have to i wonder if they know if you have talked to each other before it's such a oh ad -ad rock's done some
2: ad rock's done some remixes for them oh that's right uh, so there is a connection yeah Uh, i think that um yeah i think the reason why you probably make that comparison is the beastie boys are like the first white hip-hop group right to hit the mainstream right Mm. this is like the first japanese hip-hop group that made the mainstream you know they're like the for me it's the comedy i don't don't, there's not many other hip-hop groups mm. at least
0: at the time that were comedic you know some groups make jokes here or there but like real just kind of a comedy, you know, like just going on and, and talking and cracking jokes all the time. I think that's, you know, I can't fully, you know, understand shut it out. lyrics. It's, it's pretty obvious. We've been to their shows and stuff. I mean, people are just dying. It's like a comedy show. People are just laughing the whole time. Right. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, yeah.
0: So I think for me, that that's why I think it's the nasally voices and the production, right. It's like s- such sample based production. Um, and, yeah. Funky. I don't
2: yeah,
3: know. I think the sound. I, I,
2: yeah. I think it would be more problematic if, um you know, the imitation would be more problematic if, the, if there wasn't a reverence. You know, they obviously sure. have a, a very a love, yeah. love for hip hop, you know, and I think that I mean, they're still today touring and, and doing things and coming out with albums. So, I mean, it's yeah. it, they're well, they're, never going to stop.
0: Yeah, their later sounds, you know, got different and stuff. But anyway, to get back to this album. So this is the fifth one. They had a lot of success before it, um, but this is kind of them trying to get back to the underground, which I think is pretty successful. Yeah. So we're going to kind of go through song by song and mm-hmm. play a little little bit of each song. Um, I'm just playing it through my phone, so nothing too, too crazy high quality, as you might uh, <laughs> come to expect by now with us. Uh, that And then we'll kind of just talk about that song.
2: Sounds good. Alrighty. Let's get into the first one, which is... Uh... Oh, uh, well, it starts out with the, the name of uh, The Times, right? This is a very time-themed album. Yeah. And the first song is uh, it's uh, 12 a.m. Yeah. Right? Mine says a.m. zero, zero, zero. Yeah, so it's like 1,300. Oh, okay. Right. You know, or, or yeah. There go. so it sets yeah, the so, tone yeah it's an interlude you know it, it's just setting the the tone yeah the vibe of the album and uh yeah not much to say about this one <laughs> i like the beat i really I really mean, like it i
0: think it, it it sets a to me it's like a like a late night kind of like walking through like I, I, I picture like a park in there so it kind of has like a spooky sci-fi kind of vibe to it but yeah great beat
2: yeah, I, I was just telling my wife I had this dream. Uh, I have these recurring dreams of where I'm like downtown LA, and like none of the lights are working, and I'm just kind of walking around, and I'm like, you know, I probably really shouldn't be walking around here <laughs> at this time. Mm. And it has that kind of a vibe to it, it like does, you know, it where you And and the whole album, and I'm glad you brought that up. The whole album ha- has like a late night walking around Tokyo mm. kind of vibe to it. Mm. I mean, you're just looking at the artwork on the cover and on the back; it looks like it was taken in the during the daytime but um you know it's all through like a green filter almost like
0: night night vision actually
2: yeah and i could see it them trying to go for that kind of a feel i mean i don't think it's a i mean it can't be a coincidence that they chose midnight as the the beginning of this album you know i feel like as a darker album you know they're they're starting it late at night you know it's they're gonna go all the way to the morning and uh yeah i feel like that's the kind of tone you get hmm. right off the bat. That's all right. Alright. What about track two? What's that one called? Oh now track two, we're gonna have a lot to talk about. Yeah, why don't you why don't you play a little bit? This one's called um B-Boy Bangaku.
1: We all know how the story goes. all right
0: so we i realized we didn't talk about the the members but oh we didn't Now no, this no, is a good one because i think he's yeah. spelling out his name and stuff so
2: bose is the i don't know he seems to be the most prominent member he gets the most love yeah he seems like the front man yeah, you know he's kind of got like a a very unique look to him. <laughs> he's very very smooth. I don't know what else to say. Like, yeah. <laughs> bald, bald, I guess. Yeah, hat. Yeah, um, always wears. A they, they make hat. fun. Of, yeah, him and Ani. Ani is the other member. Uh, MC, the, the other MC, mm-hmm. and uh, Ani, I believe, is younger than Bose. But they always call. And he calls like Bo's like little little brother or mm. big brother or something like that, mm. but it's just Ani looks like he's seen seen a harder life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from from a young
0: age. Uh, yeah. Well, the person who's really seen a hard life is uh, Ani's older brother. I'm pretty sure they're actual brothers. Uh, yeah. Shin- Shinko is the DJ. Yeah, and he's he's got to be older than them. I mean, now the reason we're talking about their age, I think, is that they're still going strong, and they're very old now. You know. Yeah, uh, especially Shinko. <laughs> he looks yeah. like he's literally the the DJ uh grandpa, you know, of the world.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. He still rocks though. We've he's, seen him rock. we've seen yeah. him perform uh with Donuts Disco Deluxe and uh yeah, it was still still yeah. really fun.
0: Anyway, this song man has got to be one of the best on the album. So uh the real oh, first song so they start off strong, right?
2: Oh man, this album starts off great. Like yeah. this is my favorite song and if th- in fact, I will I will go so far to say that this is one of my favorite songs of all time. Wow. I could listen to this song over and over and over. It's this one of those few songs that I just never get sick of as many times as I hear it. Yeah, this is your favorite on the album? Oh, hands down. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to start off <laughs> <really> <laughs> <Yeah>. strong. <laughs> that's that's right. Uh, but uh, Bengoku I kind of translates to like literature. Ah. So this is like the B-boy literature you know, starting out saying this is a B-Boy album, you know, mm. it's one, a, it's 1am. Yeah. And we're, we're ready to like break dance. So apparently the lyrics on this album
0: are great. I was reading up on it. Uh, I was like using Google translate to read through Japanese articles on it. And they're just saying like the other albums are just totally goofy and they're funny and they're silly and they made people laugh. But they said like this album actually has like themes. It's the first album they wrote that has like themes to the songs and the message and like a purpose for what they're saying. Um, hmm yeah so that i didn't know that it was called b-boy literature so that, that's that makes sense you know that they're yeah not songs anymore but they're they got some you know theme
2: you know what i saw an interview with de la soul and Scott da they were together what? at some yeah it's like on some weird sdp video i saw on youtube mm. and uh de la soul was like talking to the the documentarians and they were like so what do you guys like rap about like you don't have shootings. You don't have, like, you know, like the hard, you know, like the hard stuff that, like, hip hop's about. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And they were like, well, the translator was like, a lot of their songs are about food and, you know, hanging out and stuff like that. You could tell, like, the translator wasn't fully conveying. Mm. But you could see that, like, SDP, they were all kind of in, like, a back corner of the room. And they were kind of looking, like, around, like, nervous, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, I wonder I wonder if after that, and after being on De La Soul's album, they were kind of thinking about, you know, trying to step up their game as far as, like, rapping and lyrics are concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I feel like that that's the kind of stuff where you do start thinking, you say, hey, what are we really doing? You know, are we just a parody of it? Or, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel Can like... we do something more? Again, because
0: Chateau Par, like, internationally, they're not really innovators, that you know this album came out in 95 it's definitely kind of like a early 90s you know that's mid 90s but it sounds like an early 90s golden age like hip-hop with this the cutting scratching and the just just crazy amount of samples compared to their previous albums you know
2: yeah funk Um, breaks yeah like stuff like that so
0: instantly it's like oh man this this
2: sets the bar you know pretty high on this first track right yeah, I mean, this this one with the flutes and their, their cadence, and uh, it's not a silly song, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, this is their first song on the album. It's not goofy. Hmm. And, um, yeah, it's just great. It starts with that Strong Island sam- sample, the uh, We All Know How the Story goes, which is one of my favorite hip-hop songs of all time, Strong Island by the I- JVC Force. I don't know that. Is that 80s group? Uh, uh no late uh, early 90s okay that's yeah. a that's
0: a re- interesting sample right when people sample like just a year before or two years before it's always a interesting
2: choice yeah 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 so um yeah it was cool and it sets it shows that they were listening to good stuff because mm-hmm. that was kind of like an underground anthem at the time like it wasn't like a mainstream hip-hop song but it was still like it was one of those cool songs from new york that a lot of people like are quite fond of so mm-hmm. yeah it's cool it's it's great. It's one of my favorite songs. The end the ending where it starts fading out and the the flutes are going, they let that sample ride. yeah super super cool. All right. yeah. There we go. A lot of there. Yeah, yeah.
0: All right, we'll get into our next track then after that. Yeah, love it. Next track, track number 3
2: yeah that one's uh nobel naughty award uh, there's something uh, there's a little more of a, the name in there but i i think it basically translates to them winning uh being a naughty <laughs> <laughs> a nobel naughty award <laughs> wow
0: yeah uh this i'll play it this going from uh favorite track this might be my least favorite track on the on the album
2: yeah yeah okay all right let's, let's hear it
1: <laughs> there you go。<laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. So that's another one. That one feels like it's a leftover from Wild Fancy Alliance. Mm, I, you know, I, I listening to that album today, it's just it's a silly album from beginning to end, and mm. all the songs sound like the beats sound silly and stuff. And it has some redeeming qualities. There's a couple of good songs on there, but um, compared to this album, like this was such a step up from
0: right. And that's that I like. The, this song's fine. Okay, like overall it's fine, but on the album it's yeah. one of the weaker ones that's the actual song you know there's some interludes that are you know whatever but actual songs is just one of the weaker ones so like why put this as track two after like such a great song and then the ne- next tracks are going to be awesome like i don't know i would definitely put this like second to last or something is where i would put it you know
2: well it's also like a, a posse cut because they have the dawson three in this this track so oh, dawson three's on uh, this one? It, uh. yeah the dawson three is a kobe based um it's Kobe, right? I, that's, thought it was Kansai, of a, right? I I don't know exactly where. They're definitely Kansai Okay. Yeah, Kansai based, like it's basically is got a par of like Kansai. Kansai yeah, that's right. <laughs> they've the, the Dawson Three's been called that. So they've always had a connection and Robochu, uh, who's featured prominently on this album in, in a couple of parts, uh, he's definitely been like their fourth member. He's kind yeah, of like their honor. He tours member. tours with
0: them and
2: he, yeah, he's he's really great. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, <laughs> um yeah, but even there in that case, like you don't even you can't even tell they're all rapping kind of the same on this track mm-hmm. and they have like a funny cadence to their their raps and stuff and and it just is kind of a forgettable one. Yeah. There's not reason, much to say about that one. The reason I don't like it, ah, for me it's not forgettable. I don't I have like a firm reason
0: for not liking I for me personally, pet peeve is repetitive music in general. Like mm. yeah, yeah I, you, people could argue, yeah, hip-hop's repetitive, right? Cuz there's, there's loop-based. But yeah, like I guess lyrics that are repetitive really bother me or like a cor- too much of a chorus or like being obsessed yeah. with the chorus or hook. I'm not into that. And like this beat, first of all, has like this like squeak sound. <laughs> it's like a squeak. <laughs> like <laughs> it repeats like every eight seconds and it yeah i'm yeah. like, on oh, okay, to that and then like yeah the ha ha ha, ha it, yeah it just sounds too comedy scene it sounds like a, a kids tv show hip-hop song i don't know it's just, <laughs> i find it i find
2: it a little grating some of the sounds in it um yeah this one's not i mean it's not my least favorite on the album but it's okay. definitely one of my it's lower you know my uh, rankings but um yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean about the samples. Like uh, I think that there there's one song coming up uh a little later on that I'll talk a, a little more about that. But yeah, if something's too repetitive, I think if you if you find the right loop, it's that it's that magic place, yeah. you know. If you listen to like the BC Boys, they they have some songs that are just basically one loop like root down mm-hmm. or or uh you know. It, and it's not even they they didn't do anything to it. Sure shot is another good example. But the loop is so good that you just can't deny that. yeah, this is great right if you may if you mess that up just a little, it can become yeah, yeah. irritating. what's the know? yeah
0: the lyrics are the repetitive part that bother me, but in the beat, not that it's repetitive, it's that squeak sound that merely makes you realize, oh, this is just repeating over and over and over right <laughs> yeah because it's a real um, stands out you know so easily that you, you, I can't unhear it when I'm hearing that song so. Anyway, on to uh, the next, which is?
2: Uh, Antarctica story is what it translated wow. to. Wow. Hi. Yes. All right. Let's hear, let's hear <laughs> the ice Antarctica cold store. Ice cold. Beats that are ice
0: cold. Here we go.
3: all
0: right this one has a real uh old-timey kind of vibe to me the beat uh yeah. it's like a like i can picture like a black and white like girl being sta- taken off a stagecoach, you know like kind of charlie chaplin kind of feel
2: yeah um this is another one that doesn't doesn't really it's not one of my favorites um Mm -hmm. i think because of that sample like what we were talking about before Mm -hmm. um it does have that weird ragtime like big bang kind of style sample in it and which could be cool i I feel like a lot of times you know that that they choose something that might just be it just goes overstays its welcome a little too long and even if it's four bars Mm. (laughs) like that that overstays its welcome a little more Mm -hmm. a, a little too much um you know, with their best songs on this uh, this album, I don't feel like that's the issue.
1: Yeah.
2: But like with their worst songs, like I feel like that that shines through. And this is actually one of my lower on a uh, lower on my list as well. I don't know. So it's kind of funny that they start out like so strong, like those first two tracks, like the the interlude and then the um, Big Bang literature, so good. And then the next two songs are like ah, I don't know. Yeah. And it gets you worried. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I, this isn't one of my favorites. So it was pretty mid tier for me on the album. And I think
0: for me, it's like I'm still getting used to like their delivery here. Uh-huh. And um, Ani and Bo's kind of, uh, I don't know, the, the contrast between them. Like, uh, Bo's voice is so like a carcophony kind of of sounds, you know, and it's just so goofy. And uh, Ani's pretty smooth, I think. Mm-hmm. Smooth delivery. And yeah, I. Something about the tones of, of their voices in this one and kind of interplay back and forth. They do a little more than other songs that, I don't know, again, you and I can't un- totally understand it. I, I like just the way they're passing, passing the mic.
2: Yeah, it, I mean, it, it's not my least favorite song, but yeah, still, it, I just wish it had a little more going on. Right, right. All right, ready for the next one? Yep. Right, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Sneak peek.
1: All right.
0: This is my favorite one on the album.
2: Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not a fan yeah. of the intro, though. I could, I wish it was cut. <laughs> you re- really, I like the, I like the beat of the intro. Um, it's the same sample that they use in one of the um, Tokyo numbers no. One Soul Set songs. Oh, really? they popular ones. I think is it Jive Your Revolver or something like that. Hmm. Uh, has has a very similar, um, has the same sample basically, mm-hmm. soul sample um yeah it's kind of nonsense but i do like i do like the shout out at the beginning yeah um i think the beat of this song is really cool i love like it's it's i I like the switch from the intro
0: like the switch from the intro to that like those two just totally different beats this is such a cool relaxed beat Mm -hmm. um yeah and when it starts every time this beat starts i don't know something about it to me it gets me gets me
2: feeling hype yeah so I, i was gonna ask you do you know what the title of the album? Because I, I, the <laughs> I was, album, it's a, like a really weird title. I and wanted to bring it up. With the this song this is a good song, time. Yeah. This song is is the fifth wheel to the coach. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I was wondering, what what do you think it, it means? Because I have a like a, a bit of a theory, but or right. I don't even know if it's all a theory. Right. It's so just like
3: you got a thought th- on
2: it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm just going to talk a lot on it. But like the third wheel, all right? That's the thing. You don't want to be a third wheel on a date or whatever. And then cars have four wheels. So I feel like it's like the fifth wheel is just like the third wheel. It's like another way to say like it's an odd, odd wheel, odd wheel out. But they're trying to be (laughs) original and make up their own one. And then the two, the coach part, I got no idea. So I'm thinking of like, all right, wheel on a car, coach seating on on like a bus or something like that.
2: I don't know. (laughs) every time i hear the name of the the name of this album i think of like a a coach in new york okay like you know like where the horse horse drawn coach (laughs) oh that kind of you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that kind i I mean it's like why would you have like i think of the a horse and coach i guess it's not a comment i mean you think coach okay wheels and that i guess on a on a on a plane like you could think on a plane but this is a fifth wheel right buses only has three
0: we took that bus to tokyo oh that's true that's We're the coach in coach coach, you know, the coach bus
2: yeah well it, I, I i'm assuming if this is their fifth album or their uh um, yeah, yeah, like release that's you know true, maybe yeah. it ha- that has something to do with it but uh to the coach yeah oh. i mean it's gonna probably remain a mystery we should we should <laughs> ask uh, Akagai. guy he's he's a pretty big fan yeah yeah, yeah. we should anyway and see if uh, he knows he knows something we don't but yeah no very interesting name for the album no i think this is a great song it's not it's uh not my favorite Mm. uh i'd say it's probably probably pretty high up there though i like i like the beat i like the raps Mm. it has a good um yeah it's it's a good song i like that intro yeah i think there's a lot pete 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 rock inspired you know Mm. a little bit with the interludes and stuff for having such a again like uh
0: the word how do you describe Bose Boz's voice? Abrasive. Uh,
3: yeah, <laughs> a bit abrasive. abrasive. Yeah. For having yeah, yeah. such
0: an abrasive voice, like I, I'm on this album, so many songs to me are just really smooth and relaxing. Like mm-hmm. just put on the background and like yeah, like going a walk at night or yeah, for me I don't know draw draw you know or make art. It's just a really chill and um, yeah, this is one of those songs. And again, I I totally recognize his voice. It's so wild, but. Something about it. I guess it's just the beats and Ani are, are holding it that way for me.
2: Yeah, it, it just works. Like you know, they're they're rapping off of each other and and just like over the beat, it just sounds really good on this album. Mm. You know, where some of some of their stuff like sounds a little cheesy, but at times, you know, and I have like their um, I have some of their the Poteen hits, yes, <laughs> or whatever. Their some releases, like some B side releases that they released on vinyl, yeah. And that thing has got some songs that you're like, what is this? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And his vocals, yeah, his vocals really stand out and that stuff. But here, you know, he was playing it down and he was just trying. I think they were trying to be smooth, you know? They're yeah. trying to be in line with, like, the stuff Native Tongues was doing. Mm-hmm. All right. Ready for the next one? Yeah. The big hit? Yes. <laughs> such a good song such
3: oh, a good song Oh man <laughs>
2: oh man oh why'd you stop it yeah <laughs> it's so good uh yeah this is my second favorite song on the album and this is one i could listen to over and over and oh. over this is uh summer jam 95 95 and um yeah, there's something about summer jams that Japan does really well. Mm. Like their summer songs are like the hit songs on a lot of the albums. Um, some of my favorite songs are are summer songs. I did a mix called Sayonara Summer, yes, yes. which is just like a whole bunch of summer songs. Mm. You know, what uh, for Japan the audience? Is- what qualifies as a summer song, Matt? Well, they talk about summer. <laughs> it has to have summer <laughs> I mean, in the title. <laughs> it's about summer, and I, 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 I I'm I assume it has something to do with like japan just having such a you know hard-working job culture mm. that there's a lot of nostalgia for your time in college and your time with family going to the beach and uh doing uh where you break the you break do you do, instead of a pinata you break the watermelon and uh suica what is that called
0: that's suica suica yeah. it suica super suica yeah. smash brothers
2: i know the name of it but i forgot oh, it. i don't know the name um, um but
0: the matsuris are always in the summer here too like there's just yeah. a lot of events in the summer which is crazy because it's not as nice as spring or fall <laughs> oh it's but,
2: sweaty and humid um, and, and horrible but,
0: but i guess historically uh, but, it wasn't always that way
2: yeah <laughs> well people obviously have a love for it and some of the best songs are about it and mm. this song is no exception this one for me is the most native tongues out of all of them mm. You know, I think is this the one that has like the Q-Tip sample in it? There's one of them that has a like Q-Tips like kind of scratched like his voice in one of them. Oh man, I you're schooling me. I I don't think I know that. Yeah, I think it might be this one or it might be the one before. It might be Fifth Wheel of the Coach. Um but uh I believe it's Q-Tip that they have in there oh, okay. and um but this one sounds like a Midnight Mar- Marauder. Song. Definitely, like the beat definitely is definitely Midnight Marauder. So smooth it is, there they, is. They must have heard that album, and they must have been like, "We got to do a song like well, this." Well, there's the
0: inter- it's the interlude. I think you're we must be talking about the same thing. Yeah, there's an interlude on Midnight Marauder, and it's like the very similar beat. Then it adds um. Uh, there's a layer of like a uh, Hispanic uh, bit of a. I don't even know the right name tango i guess that's what's coming to <laughs> my mind now a bit of a brazilian kind of you know flavor yeah. i think to this one
2: yeah it just sounds it sounds great you know it has that like chill vibe like i mean it, this is what you wouldn't want to listen to while you're on the beach or when you're taking one of a drive, the, my
0: you know? top top like moments in japan was um i've seen shout out probably maybe three or four times uh mm-hmm. but one was like just some neighborhood friends uh local you know native kobe people but they just call us up and they're like, come, come out to Kobe station, like come to Port Tower, like shout out, playing in like 10 minutes. I was like, what? And they're like, it's a free show, it's a free show, come, come, come. And they're so loud, I couldn't hear them. So like all of a sudden we just picked up as a family. My son was really young then, you know, it was like not that easy to leave. And we all just like ran out there, got on the train, got there in like 15, 20 minutes. And uh, yeah, walked into the scene and you got like Port Tower and Kobe right behind them. They're just playing, you know, so many people because it's a free show. And uh, it was a really short set. So, I, And I got there slightly late. So I only got to hear like 30 minutes of it. But uh, this was maybe the second to the last song they played that night. And it was just, it was midsummer. It was so hot. People were in yokatas and stuff. And uh, it was just so awesome. Awesome to hear it. Like I just oh, couldn't, yeah. yeah. I was just like, man, I can't believe I'm in Japan. Like this is awesome. <laughs>
3: yeah. So it's, yeah, re- it's a really good live super song.
0: Cool, yeah. Yeah. yeah um yeah this, this is a classic they play it at every show people go nuts for it they know all the words um yeah yeah so good
2: yeah there's something about songs that have 95 in the title and and i think tokyo number no. one soul set their biggest song is something about 95 that was a good year and then uh yeah and then yeah another if you like this song you know i recommend kaseki Ciders, uh ja natsune natsune mm. Or, uh, which is like uh hey Summer I think is what it translates to or something like that. He'd be another good and, one
0: to do on on this show. Again, like you're a much bigger fan than me, but I got a lot of questions, so about what? Koseki Cider.
2: Oh, oh about Koseki Cider. Yeah, yeah. He'd be great. If
0: you guys don't know him, go listen. If you like Shout Out A yeah, yeah. so far. He's another one yeah, to add that, to your
2: list. And that song that song is fantastic. They've done a lot of work together too. Yeah. Shout out a par and Koseki Cider, so yeah. Check him out too. Alright. Come on. I hope you like jig <laughs> gi- Here we go. Let's up,
0: Come on, let's up. Come on, let's
1: Come on, let's
0: this is such a good album like uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I just think this song this album would be really big in the west if people knew about it which should have been like mm. our t- our tagline at the beginning I guess we can put this here but like yeah this is such an undiscovered gym of Japan that yeah I mean people in the west you know it's gotta be in English usually to be successful but uh, I think they're just before their time you know people listen to k-pop now even though they don't speak Korean I feel like if people were ready for that 30 years ago or whatever this yeah, you know, this is uh this would have been huge because these sounds I, I think this is like down yeah, with I, opp or something like almost I,
2: I can't believe i can't believe this album you're right i can't believe this album didn't make it to like los angeles like yeah or at Fat least in beats or new york at least an area with some asian
0: again. population right
2: yeah like you'd think this this album would have t- taken off but this song is called the gigolo seven And it's an album cut, or a posse cut, Mm. another second posse cut. It's got the Dawson 3 on there, and it's got a bunch of other guys. It's got a guy that sounds like Shock G, R.I.P. He does this rap that sounds just like a Humpty Hump rap (laughs) at the end. It's like the second to last verse. And, um, yeah, this this song is great. It's got that New York boom bat, Mm. you know, backpack rap kind of, like, style. And it's just... It's just a cool song with some good raps and they, you could tell everybody's kind of trying to outdo each other and uh, that's the best kind of posse cut. Yes, it is. Um, it brings out the
0: best in, in each other. They, yeah, this is such a such a good song and right off you know, Summer Jam 95 too. So yeah, this is definitely like hot
2: streak on the album, you know? Yeah, I have a little more to say about this one yep. um, uh, but I think in the I think it's oh yeah yeah it is this one and it's that they reuse like a bunch of samples so they're like samples i've heard it i've heard of like people back in the 90s doing this too where they take they take like the same break and they use it like a couple of times in their album yeah and this album is like full of like the same they yeah, have the break same breaks stuff.
0: over and over again yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: but uh, sampled in different ways oh, okay. you know but um but there's the flute the flute if you listen really hard, so this is the first time I've listened over my in my new speakers. I just got recently got like some studio monitors mm. and and so every record I listen to sounds, <laughs> like new sounds. totally different yeah. than... Because <laughs> I used to listen throughout, you know, like this little uh, PC monitor that was terrible. It was yeah. mono, it was it was good at for the time, but I needed something better. So this time I realized like there's even the flutes from B Boy literature. Throughout the back background of the song, so wow. they're taking aspects of different song songs earlier in the um, the album, and they're taking those aspects and like reinterpreting them or plugging them in. Mm-hmm. And I, I it, there it was some about Japanese artists at the time that were kind of doing that mm-hmm. uh, cornelius did that in uh phantasma like if you listen to phantasma it's like all the samples he used once you expect to hear it again at an in another context in another song in this case it's just like i think they just love that flute and so they <laughs> put oh, that, that in <laughs> they put that in there yeah it's great but yeah this is a good song i like this one a lot yeah so so good uh great sample
3: all right
0: let's go on to the next one which is called Something what? This is doobie do what? Doobie do what? You know
2: why? <laughs> yeah do do be do be do oh so good yeah, yeah yeah this is a this is my favorite of their silly songs mm. you know it has like the silly like the bass line's dope but it's like a goofy kind of like the do we do
0: what right is a silly yeah. phrase but it, it works
2: is that is that a sample from uh terry gilliams brazil that oh, song man. that plays in brazil you know you know that movie
0: i know the movie but I, I don't know the songs that well. Yeah, that's I would right. have to. When
2: everybody's out. working on the typewriters, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Someone tell us if you know.
2: Yeah, no, it's a. Uh, this is a cool song. I like this one. Yeah.
0: the The, the yeah. vocal sample, I mean, they named the song that even the dooby do what is is
2: great. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice it's a nice groovy song. Um, mm-hmm. It reminds me of like something y would have probably come out with, or mm-hmm. or the Beastie Boys probably, you know, like that kind of a beat.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, good one.
2: All right. But not not much to say about yeah, that one. Yeah, just the good. Do we do what? I like the name. Good salad track. Yeah. What we got next? Uh this is the late show. The late show. Hurry up, hurry up. all right the late show is my least favorite song on the album
0: (laughs) yeah there's a beat switch later that changes it up a little bit it's like a half of the
2: song yeah but i guess my my problem with this song is um it has one of those like you were talking about loops it has one of those loops where in four bars it doesn't work however the first two bars sound kind of cool like the bass line that they use it's mostly a bass line and drum beat and that bass line sounds kind of cool if it would have done something different mm. at the end but it just it's flat, it just doesn't teleport, have yeah flat, it just yeah. doesn't it doesn't have any cla- uh, character I guess mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah yeah no I was disappointed with this one Yeah, yeah.
0: My, I, I, um, my, maybe my second least favorite unless I'm not remembering uh, the last ones <laughs> yeah, one thing
2: I will mention is it's the late show, right? Yeah, and uh, we're heading back into like uh, where they name the the uh, songs after time, yeah, mm. which I believe. Yeah, I guess it's the last one, the last interlude. That's the the time,
0: but well, um, we'll, well, there's another one. I think it involves yeah, yeah. time too. All right, on to the next. You know, the next one's called from.
2: No, I don't know the name of this one. I couldn't get a translation. Right. Um, it's called "From Somewhere." We it's don't, got a lot of kanji. We don't know where. Let's go.
1: all
0: right another nice smooth song there yeah oh, this one's
2: a very boom boom bat yeah <laughs> i like the strings style, this a cool little yeah.
0: plucking of strings going on add some layers there
2: yeah I, I this is one of those songs that i feel like i, I should like more uh, and i i just don't i don't love it it's yeah. good but i don't love it you Maybe know on repeat, it's just a repeated good listens
0: yeah. i think you grow into there, this one
2: there's a nice uh, nice and smooth reference um ani does like a nice and smooth uh homage in the song and i thought that was cool oh really yeah so uh keen keen ear listeners listen out for I'm that you find that yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah it's just a fine
0: song all right so this next one i think gets the time slightly again because it's called ultimate breakfast and beats so it's like you've been out all night you know and then yes. as we're hitting the morning time it's time to get some breakfast and beats
2: yeah and it's a play on the new york uh, ultimate breaks and beats right of course <laughs> <laughs> all right All right there we are, A little jazzy. Yeah, so, yeah, I like this one. This is one of my my other favorites on the album. Really, this um, would be I the, think, probably our yeah. biggest
0: disagreement. I think it's one of the, so, the weakest ones.
2: So it's not it's not my top songs. Yeah. You know, it's not my top like three, but it might be top like half. four or five. Top half for you? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. in the top half, and um yeah, it was one of. the I think the first song I heard of from this album. Uh, because this is the first song You could you're find in? the could, yeah, because you could find the single "Out and About," and I think I listened to it somewhere. This, um, they made this song a single. Yeah, this one was one of their oh, singles. Man, yeah, and so I listened to it in Tokyo or something over you know on the headphones at a record shop. Yeah, but I think it was just too expensive, and I was like, ah, I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if I should pick this one up. But um, yeah, yeah, I think it's cool. I like the idea that yeah, this is it's breakfast. It's going to be a nice day, you know. Mm. Um, A good start to your day after you've been out all night partying, you know. Yeah. And I I wonder if this album, like, is a statement due to, like, the uh, restrictions Japan had. Like, all those laws that they had about not being able to dance past a certain time. Or Mm. if this is kind of like a... um, I don't know. In some ways, trying to be rebell- rebellious against that.
0: I don't know if those laws existed then like uh, or were enforced. Maybe they existed, but I think they went many years without being enforced. So I don't know. But yeah, yeah. that's I got nothing. So that, you
2: got some kind of interpretation. That's good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next up, we get to why why uh, why, why don't you like the song? Just out of curiosity, what is it I about this? Think song? It's a little You're
0: too really like, like um one dimensional. Um. Uh-huh. Yeah. While some of the others we didn't like, it was because like they're a little repetitive. I think they're at mm-hmm. least going for something. Like uh, they had a strong, you know, abrasive abrasive sound, maybe too abrasive, but they're really going in and trying something. Where this song to me is a little just too safe. It's not. I'm not, The beat's fine, but I think it's uh, lacks kind of layers. And then yeah, the delivery. There's nothing that really grabs me. So yeah, okay. it doesn't stand out. That doesn't do anything too too unique. It feels like filler.
2: Yeah, yeah so uh, there are a couple of songs on here where I, I feel I feel like they they have some filler. Yeah, actually, if they probably would have edited it down a bit and made it an EP, mm. it probably would even even been stronger. I think I think modern artists are kind of getting a little better at that. They were they put like out of ten. 10 song maybe less than 10 songs yeah eight song album or something like that a lot of people
0: say that korea was like a real innovator of that in korea they had something they called the mini album it was between an ep and an album you know seven seven songs eight songs yeah and um that was big there because the trends changed so fast in korea you know what's Mm -hmm. cool one year you know two years later is not cool anymore um so that's why they did that was to keep up with the trends and yeah definitely seems like western music is now taking on that I think that's true with almost every album. You know, very few, very few albums are all 12, 13 songs are amazing. Generally, even a good album, you're going to get five songs that are really good. Very rare, you know, is every song or 90% of the songs great. So
2: there's always a couple stinkers. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I, I, even, we're being
0: hard here and being critical, but for me, even there's not one song on this album, you know, that I don't like, I I like them all, but relatively comparing them. All right we got two more next one is yep. uh eight thirty am yeah that's pretty much it another another <laughs> it's another interlude saying. that's very it's reminiscent back to uh midnight.
2: Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I do like albums that come back around to, like, the beginning again. Mm. And uh, especially when you used to drive around in a car and the album kind of got to a place where it was just going to restart, you know, the CD was going to restart. And when it had a good, when it had that perfect transition, like, mm. there's a couple of albums out there that, that do that really well. Mm. And, um, uh, but, yeah, I think this... The, I actually wish this album ended on that song again.
0: I, I'll take the next one is called bonus track. So like, yeah, it's, it's like a secret song. You know, you got to take it as like a bonus. It's not official.
2: It is, it is. But I I think it would have been a little more artistic to yeah, end it I agree. On I where agree. It, where it began from. And I feel like it would have made the whole thing a little more a whole, right? Mm. But um, but it is nice always to get some bonus beats. So I mean, I can't be too. I can't complain too much. That's right. Let's listen to the bonus beats.
0: Oh, this is for my favorite track. (laughs) I gotta skip through.
3: (laughs)
1: Yeah. yeah, they could have. The they could have done with that. My least favorite know?
2: track is just repeating it over and over again. Well, the funny thing is, like on the on the CD and stuff, I, I would if it's a bonus, like it feels like it should have only been on the vinyl release. Yeah, you
0: know? yeah. What's well, on Spotify? And I think so. that
2: would have made more more sense because then you could have mm-hmm. you know started out with that and then DJ DJs could cut in you know the the full song right you know it would be nice to have that like instrumental or bonus beats you know yeah yeah but um yeah it's a weird addition to the end of the album it is uh yeah it doesn't feel well, like that doesn't feel like the end right no it feels so, like a joke yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. No, I I mean uh, we've we've talked about this, and you just mentioned that like you know you didn't want it to sound negative, and I don't want it to sound negative. I mean this is a great album. Yeah, you know like even even some of the the songs that are less less good are my least favorite. Yeah, they're still still pretty decent songs, and you really could put this this album on and just play it all the way through, and and you don't really have to skip around that much. You might skip one song. Yep. You might move it, move around a little bit, but yeah you know the late show i'd probably i'd probably skip the late show and that's probably my least favorite and then everything else i'd listen to
1: yeah
0: i skip track three yeah and the bonus beats which are just track three mixed up
2: <laughs> more bonus more of track <laughs> that's three. it yeah
0: anyway yeah it's a really really awesome album if you're looking uh if you're not like a normal hip-hop person you know i think it's a great album because the samples you're yeah using a lot of classics and catchy and you're going to at least like summer jam 95. If you, if you're hesitant and you made it this far go listen to summer jam 95 and that, that's for everyone, even if you're not a hip hop fan.
2: Yeah. B boy, bangaku is my recommendation. Mm. That's a great song. Like I, like I said, one of my top songs of all time. It's, it's great. Love it. It's a great one.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I think that's about it. Uh, you wanted to no, no, go no, over the album, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. So I, I asked you, uh, before we started to get the, the album, yep. um, because on the inside there's a comic book there is and so i wanted to ask like (laughs) so you remember japanese comics start from the right side to the left right you start at the top of the right side so um i want you to tell me the story of that top comic because there's three from what i could tell there's either two or three comics on here all right these were all drawn by this guy called skate thing and he did he does like illustrations for their albums yeah. and uh, these are some pretty funny. Well, first of trends. all, uh, we're gonna have to like, yeah put some visuals up for this one. <laughs>
0: so I guess uh, go to our Instagrams probably post the most visuals. Go to the Instagram and I'll, I'll have the images there. I,
2: I think it'll be funny just to hear at least this first story. Like yeah. what you think? Well, you can scroll through
0: bad. and look too with us. So the first <laughs> one. All right, my first impression is the guy's hat looks like a vinyl record all smashed up, like melted around but then I look okay. like the yellow thing I think in our label then I look further and think oh yeah he's like a hat so I think he's like a schoolboy, and he's coming home from school and he takes goes to a different part of town he's not been to before and he goes to like a naughty red light district because we see a girl who's naked and he's he's blowing her a kiss and he's saying one day you will be mine <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> all of a sudden he hears his girlfriend is uh watching him from behind and he she gets in trouble for fantasizing about another girl
2: that's his girlfriend the one with the stubble
0: <laughs> no i'm on the far left one with the, the red on the background Oh, so he's like okay, the, okay. the, the the sound bubble coming off screen is someone saying hey you yeah, know i caught you oh, okay, caught you yeah, red-handed." Yeah. and he's like okay. what naughty <laughs> no probably he never had a girlfriend no i'm thinking about it, like with the way he looks but anyhow all right then we go down to the next panel right and we got all right the cool oh no sorry that wasn't his girlfriend calling that was the, the bullies the bullies from school are like you'll never get a girl like her she's she's mine that's my girlfriend and they come pull up in their cool car and their cool haircuts and they look 20 years older as cool kids in school always have beers and stuff before the rest of us and they're just teasing him and ragging on him, making fun of him and he's just uh, totally humiliated to be called out like that in public Oh man, now what's happening? <laughs> Who's this? Who's this guy? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, takes a turn of events. You want me? You, you want me? You yeah, want me fill to fill fill it, it in. Sunday. What happens here?
2: So I think this is a different different one. And um, oh, we're starting a new a, comic here. Yeah, oh, this is that's this why. is like a this is like a he looks like Brutus from Popeye. Yeah, and he's you know he of course he's like a, the player you know and he's got three girls with him at the. At the snack bar or wherever he's at, and he's he's trying to be cool, listening to Scadaro Par on the system, and they're laughing. The girls are laughing because the lyrics are so funny, mm. and he's like, uh, "Oh yeah, I know Bose. He's like a really great guy." And as he drinks his wine, and he spills like wine all over his his fancy uh, silk shirt, uh, the woman is so impressed. With his scotch on she, yeah, she's drunk too. Her face is red. No, I got
0: stuck yeah. on the yellow panel with the guy in the white suit. That's where. Oh, that's where yeah. I needed help, Matt.
2: Oh well, that's where I think. So he's wearing like a black school co- uh, costume. Yep. This is the kid that sees the the naughty picture from the red light district. Yeah. And nice. uh, when his, the school bullies scare him, they call him out, and they say, "Hey, stop looking at the the naked ladies." I think he goes white. Like his whole um, school school clothes go white because he was so frightened. And as he's running, he gives a little fart. I see the little fart coming I thought out. it was
0: just his feet moving quickly, you know? But hey,
2: oh, okay. Their own. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, we got to do the next one now? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know we have to do it. It's such a visual thing. But I did think it would be funny to talk about some of the artwork because uh, their albums are, are usually covered with cool illustrations. And the outside
0: and, and inside, stuff. the dichotomy is so strong the inside is so goofy and weird and the outside is like this kind of cool underground tone and the timberlands you know it shows yeah, uh both good, sides of Shout Out our par right
2: yeah they're they're street side and their they're uh silly silly side, side you know.
0: yeah well anyway man thanks for listening along hope hope you like it if you got uh other album reviews you want us to do yeah let us know who you want to hear us talk about maybe we'll do it artist reviews album reviews whatever
2: yeah just send your favorite uh japanese artists our way and you know we're just interested in learning about new music all the time that's right um you know i'm already thinking after doing this one i'm thinking maybe we can do one or two more you know yeah at least until we could start getting back together to go see concerts again right yeah part of the reason we're doing this is the
0: pandemic right and you should be staying home although some places you know people are getting the vaccine by now But, uh, yeah, we're trying to give activities. Matt and I can't do anything. Japan has 1% of the people with the vaccine. Oh, no, no, no. So we're going to be stuck inside for a while. So, uh, yeah, Yeah. these are, you know, everyone can go listen to music. Again, this one's at least on Japanese Spotify. And by now, everything's on YouTube, too, right? So you can YouTube, Fifth Wheel of the Coach. Uh, You can look at the episode for the spelling of Pa.
2: Not on iTunes, unfortunately. Yep,
0: but, uh, Yeah. yeah, it should be on YouTube yeah well speaking of social media
2: that's right we're all over the internet at japan 2.0 spell out point and uh yeah twitter facebook uh instagram probably most active on instagram right now that's right uh, i still gotta fix i gotta fix one of our accounts or our, our face, uh or twitter account mm. so yeah maybe i'll do that tomorrow <laughs> i can i keep i don't know i've been lazy about it uh, i guess
0: knowers. i'm not i'm i'm not a big twitter guy so i'm not dying to get in there you can just tell me what's going on there and i do the okay. i do the facebook messages uh yeah. anyway yeah so this is fifth wheel of the coach i'm sure we'll choose some awesome part of a track we just put the intros right but there's a lot of cool beat switches and stuff so we'll, yeah we'll choose a good moment here at the end
2: well enjoy the cool sounds of bose ani and Shin- shincho see ya shinko shinko <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you see ya <laughs> we all know how
1: the story goes we all know how the story goes story goes ギターペンをで聞いあとエナ
3: 秋を転勝あ 10のように 10の オブテンパート
1: くつづねあの
3: さきす取り尽くしあ、空の上だ寒くない